nine, nine times it has taken me to try to get this episode. Who knows if this one's going to work? I don't. I might say something that is stupid and then I got to fucking redo it. I am John Omerchada and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. The issue is depression. I want to talk about depression. I'm getting depressed doing this shit nine times. Um, But hopefully you can hear the continued joy in my voice that I try to have every time I do one of these episodes. Where the fuck am I going? I'm going, I'm heading home from Detroit. It's a hell of a trip. Um, Also something that could make me depressed. All right, that's enough of those jokes. Um, Depression. What do I want to do with it? I want to cure you. I hate treatments. Treatments are gay and they tend to keep you ill. And I don't want you to be ill anymore if you suffer from depression. I believe that it can be cured. It is not a lifetime sickness or disease or any of that other shit that the healthcare industrial complex likes you to believe. Why do they like you to believe that? So that you can continue giving them your money. And that's the whole fucking problem. Look at how many people are on antidepressants. Is there an end goal? Is there a time when you're supposed to be off of them? No. Now, as I say that, there's probably some people that are like, yeah, no, my fucking doctor was like, just do this for a couple months and then you're done. Uh, I have not heard of that before. And in fact, uh, every person that I've ever heard was on a uh, antidepressant is still on them without any end in sight. Um, and a, and a shit ton of those fucking things are psychotropic. Some people, they get even more depressed. Uh, some people kill themselves because of it. And uh, some people shoot up fucking schools. In fact, every school shooter as well as damn near every mass shooter that I can think of for the past two decades has been on those sons of bitches and Big Pharma has never been held accountable so um, yeah this is a more of a holistic approach at it I think Uh, so I'm going to do my best I'm just going to push this fucker out this is coming out okay today the day after my birthday not that that fucking thing matters any at all anymore 37 Nobody gives a fuck about 30. Nobody gave a shit about 36. 35 was like, all right, divisible by five. Okay, big deal. But even 35, oh, I could run for president. That's what it was. But besides that, nobody gives a fuck about 40 is over the hill. You know, time for a midlife crisis in three years. That's fucking awesome. I know I got to get my, my prostate checked at some point. I'm already getting those jokes too. It's like, you what? Why would you joke about, I don't want, I don't want a guy's fingers up my ass. And there's no other thing to check that. Not like a pill you can take or an elixir you can drink. For fuck's sake, man. Where are the uh, metallurgists? Metallurgy? Metallurgy? The fucking, the, you know, the crazy guys that fucked around with chemistry and shit back in the day. They can't come up with something to check to see if I've got barnacles on my prostate for fuck's sake I gotta have a dude fuck me with his fingers oh 
I don't like it. But that's like 50, mid-50s. Maybe I'll, I don't know. Maybe there'll be something else about that time. Again, I'm not gonna say it's a, it's a joke. I'm not gonna say it's a fucking depression joke. Oh, okay, so anyway, um, why am I talking about depression is if I know anything about it, right? That, that could be something that you're thinking. Well, I have been depressed. I've been quite sad at times, uh, and it lasted a long time. I'll give you the best example of my life. I mean, I've talked about some shit that's happened to me that will continue to affect me for the rest of my life. Could have went down a real bad path with that. Uh, but my answer to that was face it head on. In my mind, you have to think about this shit. You cannot put it at bay. If you put it at bay, it does not go away. And that is a really gay rhyme. But it's true. Don't put this shit at bay. Whatever the fuck it is that's bothering you. Now, I am going to talk about uh, soldiers and, and military personnel with PTSD. I know nothing about it. I am not a soldier myself. Uh, I have never been to war. I've never been in, in a uh, conflict involving arms where I also had one. I had a guy shoot as like a warning shot. But besides that, never had anybody shooting at me. So that's a pretty traumatic event. Now, I have been in one, two, like there's a third one in there. Uh, motor vehicle accidents where I should have been pretty hurt. Uh, one that I was the only survivor. And I say that, and to me, it's just not that big. You know, because the, the other guys, like the guy in, in the back that I was driving, he was, uh, I, I mean, he was older. He had, he had some real issues. and uh, But he also fucking got a cracked skull. That was insane. And I don't know how it happened. I had, a, I had him strapped in perfect. So much so that when the back of the van slapped down, um, the fucking seatbelt cut through part of his wheelchair. It was intense. Uh, and the guy that hit me head on, he, uh, he also had some, some similar issues. Older fella. You know, the older you get, the less you can heal up from shit. Uh, older fella, I guess he had a diabetic attack or some shit, from what I remember hearing. And, uh, and he passed away. So both of them died. Uh, but you see what I mean? Why, why I'm like, well, it's not, it's not like this great big thing where, I don't know. But I was the only survivor. Did I suffer survivor's guilt? Yeah, you damn straight I did. You think I wasn't fucking praying? In the, in the ambulance, they sat me, so th there was only two ambulances, and they fucking put me in one with my patient and put me on the fucking seat. I had not been on a fucking backboard. They just sat me down, put a seat collar on me, and uh, drove my ass off. And then I had to get on a, on a flat board at the hospital, which I know those doctors' buttholes were about as tight as they come. Could have fucking put a piece of coal up there and made a diamond out of it. Ferris Bueller's day off. Um, because nobody backboarded me and I was in the fucking accident where two other people died. Uh, and then the fucking, oh, it's, it was just a massive dumbass ordeal. But, um, you know, that's not fun. And certainly I was pranked because I mean, at that time, also when you get hit with a situation like that, I know this is a tangent, um, like your adrenaline goes so fast that you forget shit. And I did, and the, and the, but the detectives were cool as cucumbers, man. Those guys came in, they were like, listen, they go, well, you know, what happened, whatever. And I'm like, I really, I promise, I just can't remember. And they go, you make sure to tell everybody that. 
They go, you don't need it to you. It's your right. You don't have to talk to nobody. You know, just let it. That's the story. That's what you, that's what you're experiencing. You don't tell anybody anything more than that. Just the fucking coolest guys. And these were Detroit um, detectives. So good guys. And, um, I mean, obviously my, my memory came back later, but man, that was, that's fucked up. But, uh, was in another accident, uh, should have got more hurt than I was and ended up fucking feeling it. But, uh, and then there was a third one. I can't remember what that was, but anyway, so some, some physically traumatic events, also mentally traumatic, uh, survivor's guilt in one case. That wasn't fun. Um, but, uh, I would say the worst bat of impression of impression of depression that I've ever experienced was when I went through my divorce. And uh, I don't want to I don't want to get too off the rails on it, but I'm gonna have to uh, in this because I know that my my son's gonna eventually listen to this one day. You know, when I'm gone, my son's gonna want to listen to my voice. You know, he's gonna want to hear me talking. Um, because I know that that's, you know, if I was in his spot, that's what I want. When you don't have your dad around. Um, and as I talk about that, me and my father don't speak. But anyway, all that being said, uh, I'll get into it. It's when I uh, when I went through my divorce and the, the shit that happened after that. So um, my wife cheated on me with a dude and she left me for him. Uh, turned out she had cheated on me quite a few times before. There's a whole reason why I didn't. Um, notice it. Uh, I'll get into that at some other time. But um, so that happened. Uh, went through divorce again. I should have listened to my priest every step of the fucking way the moment he said it. Because uh, what are you not going to let me in, you motherfucker? So uh, anyway, uh, went through the court system. Uh, the guy that she was with was was uh, coaching her. Uh, both of them were antagonizing me, hoping that I would lose my, my cool, lose my, my temper, and uh, make it worse for me. Um, so I was dealing with that. Uh, went through the divorce, finalized. My son was one and a half when it happened, finalized when he was two. And um, I ended up living with my father in his basement. And uh, at that same time, when I was going through the divorce, I was going through the end of my paramedic program, and um, I had to take the National Registry, failed it three times, that was super fun. Um, that cost money. I, uh, I was also working as an EMT making shit, and then went off to uh, serve, which in Michigan, the only people that serve are women and gays, and so that was something that I had to deal with for a while, <laughs> people asking me if I was gay, I'm like, do I fucking sound gay, um, so anyway, uh, so I was making about $120 a week on average, and uh, for as long as my ex was with her boyfriend, they were harassing me to the point of texting me or calling me every day calling me a loser, the, the fucking dude was uh, telling me that he was going to teach my son to call him dad, which they did, uh, my son was only one and a half, like I said, so um, it's not like it was some kind of great feat for them, fucking shitheads, but uh, they did that, um, they were trying to, to get me to attack him, 
so that uh, they can take it to the court and get get my son taken away from me again. Uh, and and she and they had tried to set it up behind my back before I knew about everything, so that I'd have everything taken away from me, everything. Um, turns out I was a pretty good detective. Found out everything and uh, ended up with the with the better side of all of that. So um, anyway. Uh, they continued to do that for as long as they were together, which was quite some time. Uh, I want to say like a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, so I'm single. I've got a child in which I've, I'm, I've now lost half of their life until the age of 18. Um, and that's at two. So 16 years, really. I only get eight years with my son. And uh, that fucking sucks. You know, that's enough to, to cause you to go into a real deep, dark dive into the abyss of depression. Um, again, not making much money, not having any money, really. Uh, living in my father's basement, who didn't even want me there. Um, that was that was rough. So, uh, in that time, and yes, uh, I think I've said this before, I was about as close as you can get to murdering someone and not doing it. And I don't say to say that to like say I'm some kind of badass or anything like that, but every man has a limit. And trust me, I was there. Um, Did I think about killing myself? Yes, I absolutely did. Uh, My son saved two lives. He saved my life and he saved uh, my ex's boyfriend at the time. Like I said, I've I've never been so close to murdering someone. I planned it out and everything. I I was thinking about murdering him for sure. Um, not even thinking, I, I had planned it out, so that's a little bit more than thinking. Um, but that goes into, into account of what I talked about a while back when it comes to your comfortability. And, uh, it was, all right, I do this thing and now I got to take my son on the run or, um, you know, me just go on the run and never see my son or uh, try to try to make it out like I didn't do it and then end up getting caught and going off to prison, all that fun stuff. So, uh, you know, I think I make, I mean, <laughs> I think I made the right choice, um, you know, so that I could, I could be in my son's life. And so I just had to bite my tongue and uh, it wasn't easy. Trust me, it was not easy, but uh, I, I entered into a long drawn out bout of depression and um, there, there's a few things that can help you get through. For me, it was flat out facing it head on. And, um, and it's not easy and it hurts. But when you come out the other end, uh, you're better for it. Flat out. I can, I can attest to that. So what I did, um, this may not be applicable for those of you who are atheist that listen to me, maybe even agnostic, but, um, I prayed to God. I remember this, the exact time that this happened. I was taking my son back home from, uh, picking him up from his mom's and, um, I prayed to God and I just asked him to grant me the ability to acknowledge the truth, no matter how painful and to accept it. And I went through bit by bit, piece by piece, every part of my life at that point. And, uh, I acknowledge all the truths and I accepted them and the world came off my chest. I could breathe again. Um, through that bout of depression, I hated myself flat out. 
And as I'm saying some of this stuff, those of you who may have either had it or do still have depression, uh, you know what I'm talking about. This, this is cracking off markers right now for you. I hated myself. I hated every aspect of me. I thought I was ugly and stupid and a fucking loser and I was listening to all the shit that I had been, I was being hit with constantly. You know, I was, I was thinking, all right, um, you know, my son's better off without me and all sorts of other shit. But then I realized, well, um, no, I would be the only one, no matter how bad I thought I was, I knew that I was the only one that could be the parent that my son needed. You know, I knew what I wanted for him and, uh, I knew I never wanted him to feel like I did. That's for damn sure. Um, sorry, I'm trying to fucking navigate through Detroit. Uh, yeah, so, so it was pretty bad. And uh, But when I got to that point, when I finally acknowledged all the truths, and, um, and I accepted them, you know, it was like finding a footing in the hole that you're in. And that's all you need. It's all you need. It's just that one footing because that's going to give you the opportunity to rise up no matter if it's just an inch. You've just now gotten better because you hit rock bottom and uh, and now you're bringing yourself out of that hole and uh, then you're able to start niching out another area for you to, to, to get another footing and now you're raising yourself up even more and it's a slow process in the beginning but before you know it, you look down and you're up a couple feet. And the steps are getting easier. And the best way to get to that point is by hitting it head on. Face it. You know, like I said, it's not easy. It's hard and it hurts. But you're hurting now anyway. And it's not going to get any better. So you need to do something, you know. You need to get stronger. And I know the questions you're asking, the things that you're saying to yourself are like, why? Why do I need to be strong? Why? Why should I have to be strong? You know, and you may be looking for other things to depend on, the government maybe, whatever it is, it's not going to help. The thing that I wish I would have listened to right away was when my priest told me that you have to make yourself happy. Um, that was that was one of the biggest things. And that's the, the lesson that took me the longest because I thought that it would be a woman. You know, I thought I could fill that, that void that a woman could do that and make me happy. And this is, it's the same for women who think that a man is going to make them happy. And it's not to say that it won't make you happier and that's what you want. But if you're not happy with this, nobody else is going to make you happy. Nobody can, that there is a unique fine point within you that only you can fulfill. And that's you making yourself happy. And you can see it in people that do that. It is a different kind of joy. And, and understand that there's a difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is a fleeting feeling, as most other feelings are. Joy is a constant that no matter what comes your way, you can still, and it's a choice, mind you, you will still choose to be positive and to be happy. And that's what joy is. And uh, it that's that took me the longest to go through because I had went through some other shit after that, I would say even harder shit than, uh, you know, going through the divorce. Um, and I finally realized I have to do this for me. And it starts off small. I mean, building is slow and 
usually smaller materials in order to build yourself up or to build something up. To destroy is fast and you can do it for the most part all at once really, right? So building slow um, and, and more difficult where destroying is just fast and easy. So it was slow. You know, it was me finding out the little things that made me happy. You know, writing the book, uh, that certainly helped me out. Um, especially in gathering everything together. You know, I, I, found, I found something that made me happy was starting to open my eyes to the world. That was another, I mean, all at once, you know, you're going through depression and, and uh, you're going through these other uh, traumatic events that, that are happening in your life. And, and also you're finding out that the world that you once lived in, well, it ain't actually what you thought it was, you know, government and politics and, and uh, all of the conspiracies that have happened. Um, and I'm not saying that those things were a crutch. Christ is my crutch. And Christ should be your crutch. That's what the whole point is. To lean on Him. Now, I had went more of a negative way and used God as my punching bag. And I don't suggest doing that, but... And I don't want to say this to promote something like that, but He can take it. And I think you know what I mean. And uh, and He knew I'd come around at the end. You know, I mean, I was mad at Him. I believed in Him, but I was furious at Him. You know, um, but that says a lot more about me, you know, and, and where I was. And you're depressed. What else are you going to do? Who else are you going to go after? You know, um, but I finally started piecing myself back together. And it was slow and it was hard, but uh, I got there. I mean, I'm telling you, man, I, I could have just fucking sat there sulking in my own sadness and every once and this is the thing yes I'm happy and I'm, I, I learned how to make myself happy and be happy with myself and, and uh, to accept those truths after acknowledging them but there's still bad shit that happens I just went through a couple of bad fucking little bouts here you know shit in my own personal life and business and, and uh, shit that just didn't work out and it made, made shit real hard real fucking hard um, but I chose to be happy. I mean, this is this is something that I tell my son, and I'll eventually tell my daughter when she can understand, and what I tell my wife. You know, you gotta. It's a choice, and as much as you may not understand it now, you will one day. It is a choice to be angry and sad and sulking, and uh, you know, beating yourself up and fucking being being you know sack you know sad sack. That is a choice. No matter how much bad shit happens to you, it is a choice. Are you going to be happy about it? And I and listen, shit's going to happen. People are going to die. It's the inevitability of life. We're all going to die. We're all going to drop dead one day. You know, and I don't mean to say that to fucking add on any any other bad shit on you, but it's going to happen. You know, and and you're going to have to be able. You're going to need to prepare yourself for that. And I'm not saying that that isn't going to be a bad spot in your life. And, oh, I can just choose to be happy through this death. No, you need time to mourn, you know. But all the rest of the life, all the rest of the things around that, that's your choice to be happy or not. And the faster you come to that conclusion, 
the faster it will all be better. And shit will work out. And I'm not saying it like like that movie, The Secret, or the book, The Secret, or, you know, if you just think positive and you think about something and all this, what a load of shit. But positivity, and it goes into the aspect of wavelengths and vibration and things of that nature, you know, if you can deal with something better than losing your shit and causing it to be worse, well, you have the opportunity of making a better result out of it too. So it's a choice and it truly is. Um, And I'm going to come up with a couple of other things that I think can help too. But first and foremost, you got to face it head on. You know, you don't want to. I was there. I did not want. I didn't want to hear the the bad shit about it or whatever it was. I just wanted to. I wanted to keep it at bay. But like I said, you keep it at bay, and it's never going to go away. But you can cure yourself, and not just cure. You can crush depression. Crush it. And facing it head on is number one. Understanding that you have to make yourself happy. That's about number two. Praying to God. Asking Him for help. Asking Him maybe to help you acknowledge the truths. And to accept them. Motherfucker, I can't tell you. Now, this here's, here's something that... For those of you who are my Protestant listeners... Um, or atheist or agnostic or those of another religion, whatever it may be, you're gonna, you're, you're probably not gonna like this. And it's not like, it's not like I'm talking shit to you or anything. But I want you to try it. Okay, listen, for those of you that think that there is no other world and all that, I've talked about this before. Go ghost hunting. Go ghost hunting a couple times in some real haunted areas. And then you can tell me. You know, until you do that, Well, you really haven't done the research, have you? So in this, what I'm about to say next, just try it. And that would be confession. Go to confession. I know that people talk about therapists and this, that, and the other, and how great a therapist can be, or or how many people they had to go through to get to a certain therapist, what, what have you. Go to confession. And I would say give yourself at least two chances. And if the first one doesn't go so well and the priest was kind of a whatever it may be, understand that there are bad priests out there. And there's some priests that have bad days and you'd go on this particular day to confession and it just doesn't work out. I have that happen from time to time. Or a priest just fucking, you know, gets on to me about some shit. And I'm like, hey, you know, I don't say it to him, but I'm like, man, this ain't your job. Your job is to hear my confession, to give me some advice. And then to, if I'm, if... I'm seemingly uh, contrite in heart and I look like I'm, you know, I'm actually sorry, not just look like, but I am actually sorry. It's your job to forgive my sins, you know, to go through the, the uh, church ordained measurement of uh, me being forgiven of my sins. And that is in the Bible. I'll talk about that at another time, but um, go through the, uh, Go through the, go through it and give yourself two chances to go to confession. Even if you don't believe, just go there. And the reason being, now I'm going to get into um, military here in a second. The reason being is because your sins are attached to you. As much as you may not want to believe that, they are. And it may not even be a sin. 
There might be some other shit that happened to you that you didn't do that isn't your sin or your fault, but it's attached to you. And confession is a wonderful place to go to have it released. And not only are they attached to you like sticky glue, they're attached to you like fucking chains on a hook. And those hooks are dug right into you, right into your back, and you're dragging that shit around. And all it's doing is adding to the pain. Well, you go to, re- you go to confession, and God releases them from you. And it is the best therapeutic stance, or not stance, uh, um, instance that you can go through. Because it's released from you, and you no longer drag them around. Um, what example can I give? Uh, oh, I'll, I'll give this for, for soldiers. I have no, I had another thought in there that I, I wanted to get out, but I think I forgot it. Take a soldier who has killed someone in battle. Now that's not a sin, right? They are soldiers. They were put in a position. They were given orders. Uh, they received fire, whatever it may be. They got into a conflict with somebody and they came out on top. They killed their opponent, took their life from them, right? Ask the majority of soldiers in the military and they, they have a problem with it, right? It, it fucks with them. It, it's something that they have a hard time getting over, can add to PTSD, can be the source of their PTSD, what have you. Give it up to God. Give it up to God. Go to confession. It's not a sin, but the thing, oh, and this was the thing. The thing about confession is, especially, well, for sins, is that it's your willful acknowledgement to God of your sins against Him and your purposeful uh, reconciliation with Him. That's the whole point. All right? The priest, and I don't want to say that the priest doesn't necessarily matter, but the priest is a conduit for all of that whole thing because it's, the whole phys- it's a physical action. It's a work. And I know that this gets into like Protestants who don't believe that uh, you need works to get into heaven as opposed to Catholics that believe that you need belief and works to get into heaven. Um, but just try it, all right? Don't, don't, don't get into the whole debate of that. Just try it. If you're suffering from depression, if you're suffering from these sins that you committed or these things that, that won't go away, go to confession. Do that. And then tell me how you feel. Try it. What's the worst that's going to happen? Well, you try. Am I trying? <laughs> am I trying to convince you to be Catholic? Well, I've been doing that the whole time, right? But it's for you. It's not for me. It's not to control you. It's not to make you a worse person. It's not to hurt you. It's to make you better. That's all. And if you're suffering from these things, why not try it? Just try it and see what it does to you. See what it does for you. Think about it. All right? Just think about it. But yeah, I mean, take, take, a, take a soldier that has that happen to him, right? How about another case? Friendly fire. Again, not sin. It's an accident, right? But that's not going to leave him. That's going to hurt him. Or, or, uh, uh, survivors, or survivor's remorse. Or survivor's guilt, whatever it's called. You know, your whole crew didn't make it, but you did. That's real. That's real shit. It's not a sin. Go to confession and just confess it. 
Confess that this is something that has hurt you and bothered you and give it up to God. And then tell me how you feel after that. It's awesome, man. And I can tell you from experience. I've went in there and I've I've confessed some shit that was had I didn't do wrong. It wasn't me. You know, it wasn't my sin, whatever it may be, but it was something that affected me. I went in there, confessed it, and I just gave it up to God. And I don't drag it around with me anymore. Yeah, does it affect me? Yeah. Not as bad. Certainly not anywhere near as bad as it used to. I feel better. I can deal with things better. It's not there constantly poking at me, constantly hurting me. And that's really the big thing out of all of this, isn't it? When it comes to depression, it's pain, it's hurt. You don't want to hurt anymore. That's why so many people drown that out with drugs and alcohol, maybe women, whatever it may be, or men. They're just trying to dull the pain and it hurts and they want to stop hurting. I want you to stop hurting. I don't want you to kill yourself. When I look back and I look at the times when I thought about killing myself, it was this, it's just so sad to sit there and think that somebody wants to take their own life. And that somebody was me. And all the shit that I would have missed out on. My daughter. Holy fuck, man. The joy that that little girl has brought me. And I'm, I... It fucking, it'll, it'll, it will choke you up. You know, and I don't want you going down that road. Because it gets better. It gets a lot better. And who knows, maybe you might have a family one day. You know, and you might have your kids. Or maybe you might have another kid. I mean, there's just so much joy that's out there waiting for you. Um, so that's, that's pretty big. That's what I would certainly suggest trying. Um, but there's a couple more. There's a couple more things that I think can help. And this one is really big. This is one that I try to get my wife to do. She hasn't done it yet. And I think it'll help her one day. It's called a mind dump. Okay. A mind dump. First thing you do when you wake up and you you might do it and then start waking up earlier. Try it for a little while and see what it does for you. And what it is, you don't have to be a writer. You don't have to be writing a book. Nothing along those lines. Go, when you you first wake up, have a pen and a pad ready. Okay? Some paper and a pen. And just write anywhere. I would say a little bit more than five minutes. But if five minutes is all you want to do, then five minutes it is. Five, ten, fifteen minutes. Just write. And I don't care how fucked up the, the thoughts are that are in your head. You just write it out. Write everything out. Just write it, write it, write it. No matter what it is, write that shit out. Write it out. Get it all out of you for however long it is and however long that you need. It's called a mind dump. And you're just getting rid of all of those fucking thoughts that are in your head that are that are fucking up your day. That's fucking up your ideas and in, in, in how you can take in information and process it. Get it all out. First thing that you can. All right? Try that for a little bit. I cannot emphasize enough how fucking good this is. Try it. As a writer, oh my God. As an artist, it fucking makes me feel so much better. I've got so much more clarity. I can take in the day. You know, all the fucking thoughts. Because I have a hard time every once in a while, especially when I get phased. When I I get hit with a whole bunch of information all at once. I can't 
I can't explain things. I can't describe things. It's if it, and it fucking frustrates me. All right? I get angry and mad and that's how I respond, but if you do this, if you really mind dump and get that all out, you know, I mean, listen to the stuff that I've given you before, right? Ice cold showers, those things fucking help. Uh, uh, wipe, <laughs> wiping your ass with the baby wipe. Uh, uh, intermittent fasting. Uh, just ask Brain. He's going to be up here pretty soon. That motherfucker, he's doing 48-hour fasts. Can you believe that shit? That fucking dude is like the Terminator. Um, I did 23 and a half the other day, and I was uh, about dead. Anyway, um, so this shit works. All right, try try a whole try a couple of these things and see how it goes. You know, I'm not expecting. I'm not like trying to fucking order you around or anything like that. But I'm I'm trying to help you out, and I think that this would be a wonderful, especially for somebody with depression. You have all of these fucked up thoughts in your head, and no matter how fucked up they're, no limits. Get it out. Write it all down for however long that you want or however long it takes. Get it all out. And then go throughout your day. Maybe it might turn into you doing it a couple times a day. Fuck, man. There's no, there's no fucking borders to this shit. Do it as many times as you want. Just get those fucking thoughts out of there. And you can either throw it away or, or shred it or catch it on fire or save it away somewhere. As long as it's not in your head throughout the day. I, I have a feeling like this would help somebody with depression just f- so much. So try that. Another thing, now this kind of goes a little bit more in line with people who feel like they don't have a lot of control in their life. And this kind of goes in the same line. Now, certainly do the, the mind dump, but this would be write a story. It doesn't have to be a book. It can be a book if you want it. It can be whatever you want. And in fact, do just that. Make it whatever you want. You are in control of your story. Write it. See what, I'm, see what I've been talking about? It's not even that I'm trying... I, I've never tried to tell you not to do something because I feel like it's competition or something like that. Not only am I not doing that, I'm in fact trying to get you <laughs> to tell your story. But let's say you don't want to write a book. I don't care. That's fine. Write a story. Because you control it. You now have control over something. And I'm not saying shit like playing God or anything like that. Write a story. No limits again. Whatever you want in there, you put in there. You control it. Because in, in, in your everyday life, you don't have, you feel like you may not have control over anything. Maybe even including your own life or the decisions that you get to make, whatever it is. Well, in this story, you do. You get to make the choices. You get to control that. And I want you to have that. I want you to be able to get your life back. And I think if, if you did these things, or at least tried them, I think you're, you would be on the path to destroying depression, to crushing it, and getting it out of your life, and hopefully getting off of antidepressants, and getting into a, a healthier way of being. It's somebody who's been through this shit, who has been through the shit and the ringer. I can tell you from experience... Try it. See what it does. And as always, what can, what can certainly help you is be accountable, be responsible, don't be a liberal.